0: welcome to set apart i'm your host casey i'm back this week after having last week off due to uh, my voice going again you can hear it's still a bit raspy um, I think I mentioned before I have um, silent reflux so sometimes it acts up and unfortunately it's damaging my uh, vocal cords so I'm working on uh, natural ways and dieting to help with it um, but because it's silent I don't really know um, when it's bad um, and if, if the treatment's working other than my my um, ENT visits so it's a little difficult to determine how well it's going, I mean, think about it, if you had a headache and you took something and it worked, you would know, but if you didn't feel the headache, you wouldn't have any idea what was going on, so that's kind of what's been going on with me, but I hope you missed me. Um, I had told uh, my Facebook page, I had uh, told you guys that this week's podcast tonight uh, was titled, They're Coming After Your Kids, but unfortunately, uh, Steve Dace, who I follow, and he, he's wonderful. Um, stole that this week. Now, I'm pretty positive that uh, Steve Dace is not following me and uh, did not actually steal that from me. But in my mind, he did. Because the title of his podcast this week, uh, I think it was Wednesday, uh, was They're Coming After Your Kids. And I was like, ah. Dang it, I'm going to have to come up with a new name because mine's coming out after his. So my podcast name this week for tonight is Hide Your Kids, Hide Your Wife. And here's the thing. If you don't know what that means, I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Listen, if you don't know what that means and you're not in my age group and you weren't around for that uh, amazing trend, um, I just want you to go look on YouTube rumble, whatever it may be, and uh, look up Hide Your Kids, Hide Your Wife, find the song, find the original news article. You will love it. It will bring joy. It was my ringtone for a long time. When I said it to you guys, I sung it in my head quietly. Uh, It's a really, really great little snippet in time to know about. Uh, Now, listen, this week, um I I don't want to throw a lot of numbers or a million facts at you even though you guys know I love to do that. Um the you know the title this week that we just talked about uh you know it's ju- I'm joking with you guys hide your kid hide your wife. Um but but really, no really like I um, I'm being serious. Hide your kids. Like protect your kids. Protect your kids in any way that you possibly can because if there's ever been a time to do it, it's now. I'm sure you guys heard this week that the FDA approved the COVID vaccine for ages 5 to 11. It's already approved for 12 and up. Uh, this is not the end of it. I guess from here it has to be approved. The FDA has to take the approval from the vote, and then the CDC takes the recommendation. But I I, I believe all of that's going to happen. And I'm pretty upset about it, obviously, because if you watch the FDA hearing, uh, a doctor spoke up at it and he said, you know, I, I mean, I'm going to paraphrase here, but he said, how do we know, considering we have such low amounts of deaths and, and severe cases and hospitalizations of kids, how do we know that we won't have more cases of adverse reactions and death from the vaccine in kids than we will in COVID itself? And another doctor there talked about how we won't know until we test it on our children because that's how it works. And uh, obviously, I think any parent would be upset about that, that knew what was going on, that were are taking something that the CDC has said is a statistically zero risk to, I believe it's under 20, statistically zero, and saying, well, yeah, it's statistically zero risk, but maybe we should give them the vaccine just in case. What would be the point there why are we giving them the vaccine doesn't stop them from transmitting it so it's not like they're spreading it to other people and children haven't found to be transmitting the uh uh, transmitting covid to adults so why why would we do that their infant their infection fatality rate according to the cdc is just again statistically zero it's so low i mean I think I summed this up a couple weeks ago. There have been less deaths in an eighteen-month period of COVID than there was in like the two thousand eighteen uh, a season flu season of six months in children. So, 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 what are we looking at here? And we know of cases of death of myocarditis in children since they've been getting it the twelve and up. And then you know they won't let us take ivermectin. Because they say they don't have enough studies, even though ivermectin has been around and approved for 40-something years, right, 40-plus years, and has a Nobel Prize for the amazing work it's done. So obviously, it's safe in a good majority of the population. We know that, but it's we don't have enough data to give it to people, adults or children. But we don't have enough data for children, so we need to test it on them so that they can try it out and see... If it kills them, if it makes them more likely to get COVID or less likely to get COVID, I would love to say to you guys, I can't imagine anyone who would do this to their child. But unfortunately, I know a ton of people who are ready to run out and get it the second that it's approved. And I've seen hundreds and hundreds of posts from parents who are ready to get it for their perfectly healthy children. Now, I told you guys a couple of weeks ago that California has already mandated it for anyone who it's approved for. So now that it's approved... Four, five to eleven. Once that final approval goes through, California, it will be mandated for all school age children. We know New York is is right on the way. The governor has already said that she will give parents the, you know, the ability to make the right decision, or she hopes that parents will make the right decision, and if not, she'll make it for them. I'm paraphrasing again, but basically what she said. Um, in our uh area, in in my county. The Department of Health recommended the vaccine for indoor winter sports, and our six superintendents got together and decided that kids can't play unless they're vaccinated. Now, let me just break this down for you. These students, vaccinated and unvaccinated, go to school all day together, wearing masks. These students played all their fall sports if they were outdoors not wearing masks, if they were indoor wearing masks, and just had to test weekly if they were not vaccinated, which I disagree with. Because the vaccinated and unvaccinated can spread it, so they should both have to be tested or no one. But these students play at recess or gym or break time all together. They play basketball during their downtime from lunch all together, vaccinated and unvaccinated. When the vaccinated go to play their games, they're going to play against teams that have unvaccinated children on it. Because our county is the only one who's done this locally that I know of. I did hear all uh, the the county. Uh, North of us, Albany County may be doing it, um, but I haven't heard a definite yet. I know that the county across from us, Columbia County is, uh, Green County is not doing it, but this is what Columbia County has decided to do. Now, what's really awful about this is they mandated it for all kids 12 and up, but the vaccine hadn't even been approved and still hasn't been fully approved for 12 to 16, 12 to 15 so they are mandating it when even the FDA hasn't. And now all of these students have to choose. They have to choose. They're being threatened. They're being incentivized. They're being coerced and being told they can't play their fall sports if they don't get the vaccine. And I'm, I'm upset about it. I don't want to rant to you guys, but I mean, I have friends who are personally affected by this and it's devastating. And this, you know, story came out yesterday about a 20-year-old woman in Thailand She had to have a leg amputated due to blood clots from the COVID vaccine. She had a stroke. She died. This is what we're looking at. This is, I mean, who's, who's who's responsible for that? 20 years old, statistically, zero chance of dying from COVID. I mean, maybe she had some comorbidities. I'm not sure. But at 20 years old, she had a very high chance of surviving COVID. And she died from the vaccine. And you know, the thing is, I'm not just talking about COVID here, okay? Our local school just put out this big thing about how they were ranked in the 30th percent for the nation for primary schools and very well in the area. But when you clicked into the article and you got further into it, it stated that the proficiency of reading at our local school is only 45%. Only 45%. And that's the top 30th percent of the nation. Aren't we concerned about this? Aren't you concerned that that's what's going on in your schools? Did you hear about uh, the Florida elementary school that took the kids this week on a field trip to a gay bar? To any bar, let alone would be a horrible thing. Why, why would you take an elementary student to a bar? I just, where were the parents? Who signed off on this field trip? And how about the uh, Kentucky school? Oh my goodness, my husband and I we were actually floored by this one. And that doesn't happen often anymore in these in the news. It just doesn't happen. I mean, there's not a lot that really shocks me anymore. Actually, the Dr. Fauci and the dog thing kind of shocked me this week. And what shocked me more about it was the whole that people were so upset about the dogs, but they weren't upset about, you know, testing vaccines on children that have never been tested on, you know, children. Um, but yeah. This one shocked me. I don't know if you heard about it in Kentucky. uh, It must have been a pep rally or something. The male students dressed up in lingerie and performed and gave lap dances to the staff there, the school staff there. And then the female students during the same pep rally or rally, whatever it was, dressed up in Hooters outfits and served drinks to the school staff. Now, I saw photos of this. It was horrendous. I also saw a parent reacting and saying, oh, everyone's making too big of a deal. I just, how many times a day can I picture the face palm emoji? I just, I don't understand. But where were the parents? Like in these photos, you can see that there are adults around. And you're telling me not one adult stood up and said, whoa, whoa, what the heck is going on here? And stopped it. I can tell you, beyond a shadow of a doubt, if I was sitting in the stands and this started to happen, I would get up, I would grab the mic, and be like, no, this isn't happening. And if I, for some reason, didn't have the guts to do that, like I couldn't find a way to stop it, I would yank my kids out and get out of there, and then I would file a formal complaint with the school board. That's all there is to it. You can't. Where are you, parents? Why aren't you more mad? Why did you let this happen? Who bought your kids the Hooters outfit? Were you okay with that? Who bought the lingerie for the boys? I, 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 I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand. Um, also, in schools, I don't know if you've heard about this TikTok trend. It's a couple months old, but it's it's really picking up, and it's happening in our schools locally. It's a really, really big problem, and they're vandalizing the schools and the bathrooms and things like that. So these students are going in. They're taking down soap dispensers. They're taking down a door. They took a whole door stall out of a bathroom. They broke the door down, carried out in their backpack, in backpacks. I, man, these kids should be in carpentry school or something if they're that good. but another student, I guess, took all the covers off of the smoke alarms, the fire alarms, which I believe I believe that altering those and, and messing with them in any way is a federal offense. I knew it was a federal offense to pull one unnecessarily because you call chaos, but I thought if you were to mess with one at all, it was a federal offense. So that is kind of scary that, you know, these kids are vandalizing. And unfortunately, you know, kids, teenagers specifically, don't make the best decisions. And if you're not really watching, if you're letting your kids on TikTok, we should have a talk right there. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, your kids should not be on it. Now my son has a Facebook account because his one game system he bought with his own money requires it. He is not allowed on it. He only has me and his aunt, uh, and my one of my good friends as a friend. Um, and it's not happening. It's not happening. He doesn't have a cell phone. We have an extra phone that if he, you know, if he's going to be at one of his activities, we leave that with him, and when we get home, it gets put back in the drawer. Um, you know, they do have entertainment. They have. Um, You know, game systems, and we have a computer in our main area. But your kids are kids; they're going to make mistakes. Think of the things you did. Think of the things you did before you had social media. Now imagine how much more you could do if you had social media all the time. Like when you went home at the end of the day, if you didn't go hang out with your kids, no one could say anything to you unless they called you. No one could do anything bad; it was just nothing. Now these kids like rule the world. They're on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram constantly. And if you're not watching them, your kids are going to get wrapped up in some things that are not good. And what we're talking about here, this vandalism, the repercussions can be legal. They they can have pr- charges pressed against them. And that's what's going to happen. These schools are not going to keep standing, like keep allowing these things to happen. They're, I know some of the schools locally shut down the bathroom. So there's only one on each floor or one in each area. And there's an eight outside of it. That's what we've come to. we've come to where you've got to have an aide outside the bathroom. Well, and speaking of that, another reason to protect your kids and and to start thinking about really start thinking about some things is this whole situation with Loudon County. Now we all found out about Loudon County when the Daily Wire uncovered a story because um, a father was arrested at a school board meeting and they took like horrible photos of him with like his stomach hanging out. Very unflattering photos when you see him in person, he doesn't really look as bad as these photos they took and it turns out that he was just approaching the board and rightfully rightfully um yelling at and dealing with the board and 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 frustratingly talking to the board because his daughter had been violently raped by a male student who was allowed in the female bathrooms locker rooms because he was in a skirt and he violently raped this man's daughter and the school, it's now come out, it's been proven through their documents, that the school hid it, pretended they knew nothing about it, sent the boy to another school where he assaulted another girl. And so this father went to the school board to call them out on it, and they had him arrested. You should be at your kids' school board meetings if you're in, your kids are in school. You should be there, you should be fighting, you should be know what's going on, you should know about the curriculum, and you should... Be there to let the school board know that should they not make decisions in your child's best interest, you will replace them. That you put them there and you will replace them. They have all of this that I'm talking about. You have all these COVID measures, the masks, now the vaccines, the forcing, all of these issues going on. And then you have the critical race theory, which we know... It's just unbelievably disastrous and taking over many schools. I found out recently it's been in my school since 2019, but not as a like set curriculum, just weaved into things. In California, they're doing sex ed as early as first grade. Other schools are doing it, you know, second, third, fourth, depends on it. I don't even know. I don't think that schools should teach anything other than the biology. That should be between a parent. Now, if they want to hold an after-school class for kids who want to learn or a separate class you can sign up for, that would be different. But it shouldn't be a part of the curriculum. Our kids should not be going to school to learn anything other than, you know, the, the positives, the socialization, the teamwork, the um, uh, math, uh, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic, social studies things like that, biology, science. That's 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 what your kids, life skills. Wouldn't that be amazing? These are the things your kids should be going to school to learn. Should not be a, a sex ed class. I mean, what are we doing here? Again, I think the kids absolutely need, when they get into those teenage years, uh, many kids don't have a family life where they're helping with this. So they may need some safe sex uh, to learn. But they should be taught that one aspect of it is abstinence and the benefits of abstinence and what and and all the studies that show how how good abstinence is and how good waiting is they don't teach that they just throw condoms at you and give you a banana to put it on i don't even know if they do that anymore they probably have actual models in my mind it's always a banana we didn't even do that in school it's always in a movie but if all of this if all of these things i just went over uh is not enough reason for you to to think to think about, where's your kid spending eight hours a day? Now, eight hours of 24 might not sound a lot, but do not forget that eight hours, you get them home, they do their schoolwork, they eat dinner, you have a little bit of downtime, they have dessert if they have dessert, and then they get ready for bed. And you may be getting your kid, if they sleep only, even, even if they only sleep eight hours a day, Okay you may be getting your kid for four to five hours a day. And that's not even undivided attention. And that's not if your kid's in school sports. That's not if your kid's in high school and they have an, a, a, an immense amount of homework, studying for regions, things like that. So I just start to think about what are your kids learning? What are they, what are they taking in? What are they, not, not just educationally with the CRT and everything, but what are they taking in morally? What are they taking in ethically? What kind of teachers do you have in school? Are they, they the ones that have been on on Facebook screaming at them um, saying that if they're not if they're not liberal, they're a horrible person, if they're conservative, if they're not vaccinated, they're a horrible person. Because I caution you. I caution you to pay attention. I you need to be ready to pull your kid from public school. You know, it's coming down to this. They mandate this COVID vaccine. You need to be ready. You need to have a game plan to pull Your children. Do not leave this to the last moment because if you leave it to the last moment, you will be stuck in a situation of rush to get your kid homeschooled or vaccinate your kid against your will. So make a plan now. Have a plan of what friends and family are available. See if you can rotate with a friend. Hey, I work Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Can you take them these days? Or a family member, a mom who's retired. Can you do homeschooling with them in the morning and then I'll find alternative? care for them in the afternoon you know my high school student is done in four hours a day uh doesn't might not sound like a lot to you but if you think about it in school that's about what they're getting in actual classes and then we have alternatives like um he you know takes music lessons and are at a co-op and all of that but you know figure out what'll work for your family find a curriculum that you like find a way to manage your your work schedule So that your kids can homeschool make a way to make it work so that you can protect your child now i'm even working on something to help you out um it's going to take a little while and i'll let you know as soon as i have it but in the meantime i really hope that you take my advice and you start making a plan make a game plan because you know if you're in florida i don't think this is going to happen a lot of states still have their religious exemptions and their philosophical exemptions. So you'll have that out for your child. But five states don't. And religious exemptions, when, you, when the school is about to have 300 people apply for them, they may start getting denied and they may start going after that. Just like they're going to start going after homeschooling. So you got to be prepared. You got to be prepared to fight. And don't forget, these schools get a lot of money for each kid that goes to school. So be ready to pull your kids and teach them that lesson and 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 take that money away from the school. I know I talked about California lost like thirty-five million dollars in in um in money in, in money from um schools because so many kids pulled from school. That's a lot of money. Now listen, um I will not be here next week. Uh, and for good reason, uh, we're taking our kids to the Ark and the Creation Museum in Kentucky. I don't know if you heard, but for this year, 11 and under are free. So we're going to take advantage of that. We're going to take them up there. Uh, my one son in high school is doing a course um, where he learns uh, creationism, where he learns evolution, and he learns to debate the facts back and forth and make an opinion of his own. And so I'm so excited to take him here and just show him uh all of the science all everything behind it let him make his own decision you know he's gonna have a lot more studying to do but i am so excited to tell you about it so join me back here in two weeks on set apart with kc only on the bmg network Set Apart with KC was produced, edited, and recorded in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of Set Apart with KC, go to the bmgnetwork.com. Join me next time on Set Apart with KC, only on the BMG network.